Hello, and welcome to the Love Your Work Life podcast. I'm your host, Elisa Shuck. Whether you're going for that next promotion, looking for a job, or making a career pivot, I'll teach you how to navigate it all so you can have the career you want. Welcome to the Love Your Work Life podcast, episode 12. So how do you get from unemployment to employment? How do you get from a job you hate to a job you actually want or even love? How do you get from an industry or a role that you've figured out doesn't fit you Maybe you, that was your major in college and you just went with it, but now all of a sudden you realize, hey, this doesn't fit anymore. So how do you pivot from that to a new industry or a new role? And how do you get from the current job you have to a promotion? Believe it or not, the steps that you need to take with any one of these scenarios is the same. Uh, It's actually not hard. There are four things that you need to do. And I'm going to talk to you generally about the four things. And then I'm going to dive into one of them more specifically. So how do you get from where you are to where you want to be? Bottom line. There are four things that you need to do. Number one, you need to know your value. Number two, you need to tell your story. You need to get your message out there. And by that, I'm talking about your resume. I'm talking about your LinkedIn profile. If I wanted to put it in marketing terms, it would be your marketing message, your content, your marketing collateral then you need to do the work, right? You need to apply for jobs. You need to do some outreach. You need to have a clear job search strategy. And then the last component of that is interviews. What do you say when you talk to people? How do you get that conversation going and how do you get them to see your value so that you get a job offer. For today, I'm going to talk about the resume. Now it's true that the most powerful resumes are the ones that make you feel invincible. When I write a resume for one of my clients, that is my biggest goal, is for them to look at it and say, holy moly, yeah, that's me. One of the most important things for you to think about when you are focusing on your message is, does it truly share your strengths, transferable skills, and accomplishments? Many times when people send me a resume to take a look at, what I see is a bullet point list of things you've done, bits about your role and your responsibility. 
and even some cliche-ish uh, language on there. Stuff that is kind of the no-brainer. Like if you're working, then we know that you know how to use Excel or Word or Microsoft products. So I don't want you dumbing down your resume in that way. I don't want you stating the obvious. What I want you to do is state what's not obvious. I want you to think about yourself in a way that really showcases you and connects the dots for the other person. Because the first piece of collateral, if you will, the first marketing message other people see is going to be your resume and or your LinkedIn profile. That's why I want you to have these tangibles in order. On your resume, we focus on strengths, transferable skills, and accomplishments. So what do I mean by strengths? By strengths, I mean the way you show up. What are your behaviors? What are your traits? What are your characteristics that you bring with you to a role that have almost nothing to do with the role and responsibilities? In fact, they inform your success in that role, in those responsibilities. So think of the traits that are needed by someone who thrives in an environment where they're in a cubicle and they're handling customer complaints all day. There are actually people that thrive in that role, that are really good at it, that are training other people, that are getting high marks, high scores on all of the metrics associated with someone in that role. Those traits are very different from someone who is great at outside sales, someone who likes to be out amongst the people, who likes variety and being in one place and another place and talking to all different kinds of people and putting themselves out there in a way that the person who's really good at handling customer complaints doesn't put themselves out there. That's an extreme. So I'm stretching a point to make a point. One of my mentors used to say that I'm stretching a point to make a point. But it's you understanding these things about yourself that help you connect the dots for yourself. Oh, that's why I'm really good at that. These are the strengths, the behaviors that help you show up, that help you create results, that help you create outcomes and accomplishments. Sometimes these strengths can also be considered transferable skills. And when you think about it, it's these things, these transferable skills, some people call them soft skills, that go with you wherever you go. It's the way you lead. It's the way you communicate. It's the way you solve problems. It's your critical thinking. And then there's the accomplishments. And you want to have accomplishments on your resume because it's, demonstrates how the strengths and the accomplishments and the experiences, the professional experience, have all come together to create results and impact. 
and contribution. Those are words I really like for that. The best types of accomplishments that you can include on your resume are hard metric accomplishments. What percent improvement did you have? What percent decrease did you have? Does your role involve reducing the number of IT tickets? Does it involve increasing efficiency? Does it involve mitigating risk? And anytime you can attach a number, a percentage, sales increase, meeting quotas, meeting budgets, saving money, all of these kinds of things are the hard metrics that every business is interested in. When you're applying for a job, when you're looking at those pain points, what success looks like inside that company and the relevant successes that you have that you can include on your resume that will help the person reading it see you as a viable candidate because of the results you've created. Next, there is a logic to a resume that will tell your story in a way that captures someone's attention. I personally like, and this is the format I use with my clients, a hybrid resume. Especially when you're trying to make a pivot, this is really, really key. And that is the hybrid resume is heavy on transferable skills. And it's not just a list of transferable skills. It's a description of a transferable skill and an accomplishment related to that transferable skill. So when you're talking about your leadership and management skills, then what you want your resume to do is describe how you show up as a leader and describe an accomplishment that can be attributed to your skill of leadership and management. Same thing with problem solving. Same thing with teamwork. Find those specific accomplishments associated with that transferable skill. And if you are making a pivot, it's really important to kind of scrub that accomplishment of inside language, of language that's only meaningful to your past industry. I'm not talking about dumbing down your resume, but I'm talking about making it easy for the person who's reading it to understand. Our brains do not want to spend calories. Our brains are constantly seeking what's easy and efficient. So you want your resume to be easy and efficient for the person reading it. Yes, we want it to be professional, but we also want it to be relatable. We buy the things that we understand. We buy the things that meet our needs in the most efficient kind of way. And it's the same thing in attracting someone to invite you to an interview when you explain yourself and when you market yourself on your resume in this way. Now there are seven components of a resume. And now you can look up templates. I'm gonna provide a template for you in the show notes. This is the exact template I use with my clients and it will walk you through all of the pieces and parts 
and even kind of um, give you a description of what I mean, particularly when it comes to the transferable skills. But number one, of course, should go without saying, but put your name at the top. Include your contact information. And by contact information, I mean your email address, your LinkedIn profile, and of course, your location is also helpful. Be sure when you are using your email address, please make sure that it's easy and professional, that when someone is looking at your resume, they see your name, your actual name in your email address. So important. Next is your headline. Imagine a recruiter who has a pile of resumes and a number of roles to fill. The headline tells them quickly and immediately what you're interested in, what role you're applying for. When you see the template, you'll understand. Next, and this is crazy because this is missing on a lot of resumes I see, is a professional summary. This is no longer your career objective. So what you want your professional summary to do is to can briefly and concisely share what you've done, the impact you've had, and the impact you can have in the future. It's a super simple formula, but it provides a really great introduction into who you are and what you bring to the table. Next, and this is kind of optional, but I like to see a technical and business proficiencies after the professional summary if you're going for a particularly technical kind of role. It's great to help the person reading your resume see those qualifications. It's awesome for applicant tracking systems to pick up on those as keywords follow that with an essential skills and accomplishments section. And essential skills is my word on my resume template for transferable skills. And this is where you build out that little narrative. This is where you connect the dots for someone who's reading your resume of how you show up, what you've done, and the result you've created because of just who you are and how you behave in the workplace. Next is the professional experience section. Have a brief statement about the role, followed by some bullet points, but make sure those bullet points are very accomplishment focused. Make sure that if there are keywords that you can include from the job description, when you look at that job description and you say, oh my gosh, I've done that exact thing, then let's make sure that there's a relationship there between how you describe your role and your responsibility and how it relates to the job description. And then last but not least, put your education courses and certifications at the bottom of the resume. If you're worried about ageism, then you don't need to put the years of your graduation date. So I hope this resume talk has helped you understand the importance of a resume and the importance of the components of a resume. I'll leave you with a couple of other ideas here. When you think of your resume as valuable real estate, 
that this may be the only thing someone sees or knows about you before you get into a interview, then let's make sure you're using that real estate in a super valuable way. All the prettiness, all the design, all the bells and whistles look good, but if it takes away from something powerful that you could say about yourself that would drive curiosity and get someone reaching out to you, then please give that real estate to the content, to the message about you. Before I end this episode, um, and just in case this is you, a certain number of people who hear me talk about a resume and how important of a marketing tool that it is in your job search decide that they just want me to write their resume for them. And if that's you, I wanted to make sure that I share what that looks like. First of all, I start out every resume with a super crazy, amazing, comprehensive assessment of your transferable skills and workplace strengths. This is like 10, 12 pages of amazing information about you that describes exactly how you show up, that's full of words and phrases that are going to give you aha moments, and we're going to use those right in your resume to describe how you show up to create those narratives I was talking about around transferable skills and accomplishments. You also get to have a copy of the report because it's perfect for helping you dive in deeper to the value add that you bring to the table. And it's really, really cool for interview preparation as well. In addition to a new resume, I always include LinkedIn profile recommendations so that your LinkedIn profile is working in concert with your resume, that the two things together are providing a complete picture of you um, and not just carbon copies of each other. And I'm also going to give you a customized cover letter template and cover letter recommendations. The fee for all of this is $575. If you send me an email to elisa at es-strategic.com with I need a new resume in your subject line, I will get back to you within 24 to 48 hours and we will get this handled for you. Thank you so much for listening. I will talk to you again soon. Hey, if you enjoy listening to this podcast, you have to come check out my Love Your Work Life programs on Teachable. You can choose from on-demand courses or personalized one-on-one coaching with me. We take all of this material and apply it so that you can live it and create the career you want. Because when you love your work life, all the other parts of life get better too. So go to Love Your Work Life Teachable as search terms or love-your-work-life.teachable.com. I will see you there.